0: Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Challenge Podcast. This is episode 22, and this is the first episode of the season that I am hosting alone. As usual, we tend to have co-host Leighton yeah, below me. but this week he is busy and might be for the next few weeks. We're not entirely sure just yet. We'll have to see and take it as it comes, but until then, you're going to have to deal with me. We might organize a few guests where possible. If not, you can just listen to me. That's okay. Uh, In today's episode, we're going to look at Game Week 22, a review thereof. Then we're going to have a look at some more Double Game Week and Fixture Speaking, uh, followed by some Team Stats. We haven't looked at those in a while, along with the Player Stats, Thereafter, we're gonna look at the game week fixtures. Maybe I'll throw in some predictions there, and then my plans for game week twenty three. Let's have a look at how we did this week. We'll have a look at Leighton first, and then look at me, just to break down what he did. Uh, he got fifty one points in the end, and captained. No, you didn't cap. Yeah, he captained Ronaldo. His one transfer was Son to Jota, and going into this double game week, he was pretty well set up. He had quite a few players heading into the deadline, but then came the rumours that Arsenal were going to apply to postpone their game, which came after deadline, annoyingly for him. And... That's why he was looking to get rid of Jot to get to get Jotter and get rid of Sun. And I won't mention it right now, but uh, I did mention a good potential punt that we could have taken last week and he laughed at it. So now's my chance where I can actually tell him that, haha, he should have done that instead. Um, but anyway, to break down his team, he had De Gea and goal, got eight, eight points. Sofell, region and Davis all got one. Trent got 10. Once again, good performance by him. Bone with a goal, seven points, and he could have scored right at death as well. So he was maybe a bit unlucky not to get that in a crazy game. Gray with two points. Charter got him three, although again, very unlucky for him in all the positions. Hitting the post, chances galore. Uh, Antonio, four points, got himself an assist. Ronaldo didn't play the first game. Terrible for Ronaldo owners. And he got two points in the second game against Brentford and was not happy when he came off the field. And the surprise MVP of Leighton's week was Mr. Ivan Tony scoring a goal against United last night. And getting himself 10 points on the bench. He had Gunduan, Gallagher got nine points. He scored on Friday in the first game of the week, and he had Livermento. So, not a bad week, not a great week either. I think he had a small red arrow, much like myself, but he didn't want to take a hit, which made sense, I guess, because you don't know what's going to happen going forward. And there was just too much uncertainty. Having a look at my team. I got 55 points, and I knew going into this game week that I was going to be on the lower end in terms of rank, because I only had about two or three double game weekers, and to make sure that I at least got three, I transferred in Dennis for Broha, and then of course Dennis uh, didn't play the second game because it got postponed, thanks to Burnley. I knew that was a risk going in, but I still made the transfer because they play Norwich next, and Norwich aren't great. So I thought, you know what? It makes sense. Get him. And in hindsight, I probably should have captained De Gea, but I thought De Gea was playing two away games. So I didn't really back United for a clean sheet at all, and that I was vindicated in that. But yes, in hindsight, I should have captained him because he at least played twice. Uh, The rest of my team, though, I had Trent, Davis, and star of my game week, Cancelo, got himself 11 points. Bernardo got three. Bowen, seven. Jota, three. Gray, two. Up front, I had Antonio and Ollie Watkins, who, going forward, I'm going to enjoy having. Diaz didn't play this week, which was... Not great, because I would have liked to have the double defense, clean sheet there, but Bernardo came on for him. And I'll still have Livermento, who's red flagged, as well as Salah, who's still at AFCON, and I'm not selling him yet. Again, in hindsight, we could say that I should have bought Bruno for Salah. would have been an easy move. But again, that means that I mentioned it last week. I would then have to have sold Bruno again, this week, or whenever Salah comes back in a week or two, and then just counting in the hits and how many different transfers I would have to make to get to make that happen, it made no sense. Especially with the random double game weeks that could be announced in these next couple of weeks. So I'd, I would have maybe liked to have taken advantage of them, which means more transfers. So I'd prefer to just play it safe. And it wasn't a bad ranking hit for me. I went from about eighty-four k, I think, to ninety-eight. And in fact, heading into last night's games, I was actually doing, I was on a green arrow until Kane's second involvement and Bruno's assist went in. So, can't be unhappy overall. Although I've just mentioned the man's name. So, this is where I mention that the star of the game week was undoubtedly... As we can see in the meme by Lego Mane on Twitter, everyone heading up to the deadline was saying that people were crazy for bringing in Bruno. How about Bruno, right? And there were a few in the community who decided that it made it was a very good punt to, to take, even if Ronaldo wasn't going to play. He generally stars when Ronaldo doesn't, anyway. So. They were definitely smiling, those owners who ended up buying him. If those captained him, even more so, congratulations to you guys, Fernandes, Fernandes baby. Uh, going forward, not entirely sure what their plans are for him, probably, but it's a very easy placeholder for seller So I think very good options. I don't like the idea of having both him and Ronaldo. So I would probably, if I had both, I would maybe look to... I don't know, maybe look to get rid of one of them soon, although they do play West Ham next, I think. So could be a good thing for United United attackers against that West Ham defence who hasn't been playing well. Anyway, let's have a look at the game week. Uh, Look at the fixtures. Um, Friday night was a bit boring. Brighton and Crystal Palace. Gallagher getting the goal. And... I don't remember who got the goal for Brighton. I think it was a Mopé assist, if I remember correctly. I'll have a look. Uh, yes, it was an assist and a, oh yeah, Joachim Andersen own goal. But yeah, once again, another return for Mopé, despite having the worst reputation of most strikers available. He's This is probably one of his best seasons for them. And... At the Amex Stadium, still doing pretty well. Probably the biggest game title-wise on Saturday was the first game of the weekend, Man City against Chelsea. I wasn't confident going in. I expected Man City to win, and they did. Hence, I was really hoping for the double clean sheet, though. Chelsea had a couple of chances, but they really weren't in the game, and... lack of creativity at the moment or lack of chance creation is not the best and we saw that later in the game week two uh i wouldn't be buying them and i'd probably be looking to sell them as well if i had their players because they are heading off to the club world cup soon so it's not worth keeping them anymore as for man city their next three games are very good so even though They might be worth selling if you have people like me. I have Bernardo in midfield. It's not great, but with three very good games, I have no reason to sell them at the moment. And again, with the double defence, I'm not looking to sell them either just yet. Although, if I were to, probably consider that on a wild card, if that meant that I could get maybe a double midfield in like a, a Foden and maybe a De Bruyne even. Who knows? It's just spitballing yeah, but who knows maybe the game we were all hyped up for with one of the most transferred in players this week was Dennis and many of us captained him myself included and it was a very end-to-end game Newcastle with very attacking had ample chances Chris Wood and Trippier did pretty well in their debuts uh, so I think that's looking pretty good going forward for them potentially And Dennis had his chances too. He almost set up Sissoko as well in the second half where Sissoko blasted the ball over. I thought, yes, here come points. And then, no. But not unhappy owning him. He's a cheap third option or third striker. I can always downgrade back to someone like Broha if if need be. Uh, Norwich pulling off the upset of the weekend, getting a win over Rafa Benitez's Norwich, 2-1, scoring two goals in the first half. Those were their first two goals in, I think it was their last six Premier League outings. I can't remember exactly. And this, of course, led to the downfall of Rafa Benitez, which, yeah, we spoke about that last month. And I did say that if anyone was going to get sacked next, it was going to be Rafa. A bit of a poison chalice accepting that job as a former Liverpool manager and then add on to the fact that he doesn't play a great attacking style. Add on to that the ton of injuries that he's had to key players this season, and it's just unfortunate. They've had games postponed, and it's never really worked out for them this season. So I can see why they sacked him, but at the same time, I feel a bit of sympathy. They, I think they've... Currently named Duncan Ferguson as the interim boss again, which could be good in the short term. He wants it long term. With the likes of Wayne Rooney and Frank Lampard also linked. So we'll have to see how things go there. Next up, Wolves and Southampton. Honestly, I didn't watch this game. I was keeping an eye on it briefly. Jimenez getting himself a penalty. Good to see for Wolves. They're doing pretty well at home. They're improving. And Adama Traore got a goal right at the end. I did remember that. And James Ward Prowse once again scoring a free kick goal. Can't, you just can't give that man chances from range anymore. I think he's now equal David Beckham for free kick goals in the Premier League. So good man. Aston Villa versus Man United. Very entertaining game. Uh, Stephen Gerrard's men did very well, Uh, still looking, would have liked for Watkins to have gotten something in this game, but they did very well, uh, especially when Coutinho came onto the field on his debut as well. Luca Dean debuted too. He started the match and a lot of the attack was beaming down that left-hand side. So he's definitely an option that I'm considering for a potential Aston Villa double game week, which might be this week or the week after. I'll get into that a bit shortly. Um, Bruno Fernandes, though, stole the show, got himself a brace. Congrats to them. And Dav De Gea making seven saves in both games. Seven saves in each game, I should say. Crazy goalkeeping from that man. And Coutinho as a player, yes, he's doing well. Do I want to buy him FBL-wise? I'm not sure. Uh, With someone, I have Gray in my team, and he's taking up that fourth midfielder spot at the moment. But he's five-point-something, so I can't get him directly. Coutinho is $7 I think. So I would probably have to sell Bernardo to get Coutinho in a straight swap. And I'm not entirely sure I want to do that just yet with Bernardo's fixtures, even though he's not the most attacking, you never know who's gonna score in that midfield. So I'm probably gonna hang on to him. Luca Dean though, I might get in this week if the double game week is announced. It depends on when it's announced. So he could come in for someone like Livermento at the moment in my team. Red flagged, out indefinitely. So I can get him in a straight stop for Dean. And that would give me two double gambling players for them, which I'm considering. Liverpool dominated Brentford. uh, Expected. And Jota owners are probably a bit unlucky not to get more from him. Uh, I thought he did pretty well. Some people were saying online that he didn't. I tend to disagree. Uh... Brentford, didn't expect much from them. I wasn't an owner. I'm sure those who own Tony weren't that impressed either, although they did play well in the first half, but Liverpool just took it to them in the second half, and their own errors didn't help them either. West Ham and Leeds, fantastic game on Sunday. Leeds, just scoring goals for fun recently, they're doing very well, and Jack Harrison getting himself a hat-trick. Outstanding for him. Definitely nobody considered that, but leads-wise, Rafinha, once again, controlling the show. Uh, He's just so nice to watch. I would, if I were to choose between buying someone like Rafinha or Coutinho at the moment, I'm probably going to buy Rafinha, because, wow, I'm just a fan i had him for a long time from the beginning of the season and if anyone's going to score points in that team it's usually him he makes it happen uh, there were rumors of him going to Bayern munich in this window i'm not sure if that's changed or died down but definitely worth keeping an eye on them especially now that they're improving uh, big win for them getting off the way from the drop zone west ham still conceding goals it's a bit, it's a bit problematic for them now. If you own their defenders, I know many people still have the likes of soufal and Diop. They're conceding a lot, and they have Man United next. I wouldn't, I'd be selling those those West Ham defenders immediately. Although, very good to see Bowen still maintaining his good form, and Antonio getting an assist, and he could have had a second assist and a second Bowen goal at the end of the game. So. As an owner even though they have no double game weeks they are definitely two players that i'm not selling at the moment they're like set and forget at the moment it's just attacking wise they're doing very well heading into the double game week fixtures that was on tuesday night we had brighton versus chelsea at the amex again and as i mentioned earlier brighton have been doing so well at the amex this season they don't concede many goals They don't concede too many chances either. And add to the fact that Chelsea had been pretty impotent in attack. It didn't make for a good potential result. I can't remember my prediction last week. So I'm hoping I wasn't too off. But in hindsight now, it seemed pretty obvious. Um, Not much more to say from that game fantasy-wise. Leicester and Spurs were the first game last night. And Leicester, <laughs> what's there to say other than they love throwing points away. They, they should have won that game. They had it sewn up, had it right in the bag until right at the end. Well done to Bergwijn, who came on and scored twice in a minute. And for Spurs, just not giving up, I guess. Uh, Kane on the score sheet. Kane got a goal and the assist, which bodes well uh with a potential they've got more double game weeks coming so i don't have him but he's they've shown that without some they can still score goals even though it was against leicester who have not been good defensively so he's definitely a consideration if you're willing to get him if you're gonna sell ronaldo maybe or who knows uh, the other game, Brentford and Man United was pretty good. And then some random goal scorers by Man United in the second half. Greenwood, Elanga, and then Rashford. Ronaldo coming off. Big state Not statement, but I guess he's just coming off a knock. And they were already winning. So I can see why Ranić decided to, to take him off. And Fernandes getting the assist. So potentially i a not entirely sure about their fixtures, but it's a good win for United. And Brentford showed up well in that first half again. I think they had to change, United had to change tactics in the second half in order to be effective. So good on them. I'm hoping that they can avoid relegation this season, but we'll have to see. Let's have a look at some double game week news. I did not uh consider how much talking i would be doing alone i've gotten used to doing this with someone talking with me allowing me to have a break so that i can have water breaks so i'll do that now you can have a look at the double week fixtures by ben krillin Ben Crellin once again creating this amazing chart for everyone to use. And when it comes to double game weeks and deciding or understanding where they are and what's going on, he is definitely worth following on Twitter and yeah, just supporting him. He does very well to give us an idea of when things are going to happen. So, having a look at this graphic, we're currently heading into game week 23 and this past week Burnley and Arsenal both had blanks so for we'll the to listener to team news this week to see if they're ready for this next week's fixtures although i did see that the premier league have mentioned that they are going to be potentially changing the rules for uh allowing of a postponement which is good because a lot of teams undoubtedly have been, I wouldn't say abusing the system recently, but taking taking obvious advantage of it. So I'm hoping it changes because at this rate, the amount of postponements every week that makes the game very difficult to enjoy and plan for. But at the same time, the season is never going to end at this rate (laughs) with so many games left to play. Um, That being said, let's have a look at uh, another graphic by Lego Mane. You can follow him on Twitter at Lego Mane underscore FPL. And you can see on the left-hand side, it shows you the amount of fixtures that need to be rescheduled for each Premier League club. And just to break it down for you, so at the moment, Burnley (laughs) sit at the top of that log. They have five games to catch up. Tottenham, Villa, Everton, Leicester, and Watford. Pretty good games, to be honest. If only they had a striker. And we're obviously all going to go triple Burnley when that triple game week is announced, right? Without a doubt. Captain Ben Mee, Captain Nick Pope, or Josh Brownhill. Um, Second, we have Arsenal and Leicester, who both have four games to be rescheduled. Next, there are a couple who aren't three. Spurs have Burnley, Brighton and Arsenal, Everton and Watford. And of those three, I would probably say that Watford... And Spurs have the best games. Probably Spurs assets you could probably rely on a bit more. But, yeah. And then we have quite a few teams who are on two games, the likes of Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, Leeds, Aston Villa, Newcastle, Wolves, and Brighton. A few teams only have one game, luckily for them, the likes of Norwich, Southampton, Crystal Palace, and Man United. And then there are only three teams who have no games to be rescheduled at the the moment, and that's Brentford, West Ham, and Man City. Most people have at least, from those three teams, I would probably say that most people have at least two Man City games, players and at least two West Ham, maybe even three West Ham at the moment. So the fact that they have four or five single gaming players who don't or won't have double game mix later in the season shows that there might be an opportunity there if you want to capitalize on that, maybe with a wild card to get rid of those players. But as mentioned earlier, if the likes of Bowen and Antonio maintain this form, then there's no reason to sell them. And the same goes for Man City. Maybe you just want to rotate it. Like in my case, up double city defense. It might be better for me to open up that defensive spot and move the Man City spot into midfield, or just you know, switching your funds around. It's usually for wild card time. But yeah, looking at the potential double game we can use for this game week though, um, there aren't any as of yet. Everyone has a single game week. However, the Premier League, it was mentioned this week in the media that no Premier League matches will take place during the upcoming international break that's after Gaming 23. And as it stands, up to two matches could be featured in the FA Cup round four weekend which is the weekend of the 5th of February which is the fourth round and if that happens then the timing of the announcement could affect whether it is placed in double game week or game week 23 or game week 24. So hold off on those transfers at the moment Um, the teams that could move into that FA Cup round are Aston Villa, Leeds, Burnley, and Watford. So if depending on if if they announce it today or tomorrow, we would assume that the double game week would be gaming 23. And that would mean that Leeds would play Newcastle and Aston Villa at home, two great games for them. And Aston Villa would play Everton and Leeds away. Not bad. Burnley would have Arsenal and Watford. Probably not going to buy them, let's be honest. And Watford have Norwich and Burnley. Great fixtures. So if I were to rank them in terms of which teams you'd be targeting with your transfers, if it was in game week 23, I would say probably... Leeds won. Leeds first. Rafinha, probably. Just Rafinha. Uh, Aston. No. Yeah. Leeds. Dennis from Watford, or King, if you want to get him instead. Aston Villa, and then Burnley. Me, I'm not... The fact that Aston Villa played two away games makes it a bit tougher for their players, so... Looking at it now, I kind of like the look of Rafinha if it is in double game week 23 for Leeds. However, if it's in double game week 24, that would mean that, believe it or not, uh, Leeds would play Aston Villa at home on the 5th of February, and then on the 8th of February, they would play Aston Villa away. So they have both their fixtures for the season right after one another kind of reminiscent of the NBA. And Leeds, obviously, I mean, and Aston Villa are obviously the same. They play Leeds away, and then they play Leeds at home. Tough to call those, then. Um, Burnley would then play Watford and Man United at home. Still not that intriguing or enticing. And Watford would play Burnley and West Ham away. Still very good, because West Ham are not good defensively at the moment. So, in that case, if I were to rank them again, I would probably say Watford 1. Aston Villa 2. Leeds 3. Burnley 4. Although, it depends. I don't know. Leeds and Villa in that case. Who knows what could happen? I probably wouldn't buy a Villa defender though. So I'd probably keep... Watkins, and then I would still probably buy Rafinha, just to cover both. Although that's enough of that. Let's move on to some stats. Everyone's favorite, or should I say Leighton's favorite? He loves stats and numbers and the math behind it all. Having a look at the big chances conceded from teams over the last four game weeks, Uh, a bit of a caveat before I carry on here this comes from the foot fantasy football scout members area. Uh, And when you're looking at these stats, keep in mind that it's probably not considering the blanks that the teams have played recently. So when you see like Tottenham, you must know that they've had a game postponed recently. So that's why their stats might look better. And those players who sometimes teams who've played all their games, like man city, that's why they're lower in the table, because they've played more games and most likely conceded more. So just keep that in mind. Big chances conceded over the last four game weeks. Uh, Team with the least have been Tottenham, Liverpool, Everton, Brighton, and Arsenal. Pretty good for them. And bottom of this list are the team who have conceded the most big chances over the same amount of time. Leicester, Brentford, Southampton. Mainly Leicester and Brentford. Terrible defensively. Again, just like the last few game weeks, I'd be targeting Leicester, no doubt, with attackers. Brentford have conceded the most shots overall. Attempted shots, at least. 95, towering over everyone else. And... Leicester have conceded the most big chances per minute. Uh, So that's 16 minutes per big chance conceded. They're out front in that race by an absolute country mile, which is insane to look at. Um, Teams to look at maybe targeting defensively, you would probably want to target the likes of Brentford, Leicester, and even Southampton. We know that on their day they can get smashed and... The likes of Norwich and Crystal Palace are still pretty high there too and you see the, the fact as mentioned earlier that West Ham have been very leaky in defensive late 10 big chances conceded and 72 shots conceded as well so they're conceding a ton of chances and yes they've had injuries in defence but until those injuries are sorted out that could continue and right above them Man United 9 big chances and 74 shots. Crazy. That they're still conceding that many. And you'd probably say that since randnick has been there, you can see why there have been reports this week of him uh, not rating the likes of Maguire, Luke Shaw, and Wan-Bissaka. So they need to get better overall. The... Best teams defensively recently, again, keeping in mind the blanks that they have had, uh, Liverpool doing well, Arsenal and Wolves. team have been amazingly in defense this season. Unfortunately, they don't have the greatest games, so I wouldn't be targeting them either. On the opposite end of the scale, we have big chances attacking-wise, and the bi- most big chances over the last few four game weeks, West Ham, have been immense. Uh, 19 big chances in total. 25 minutes per big chance created. So, fantastic stats for them. Tottenham are in second. Uh, very well. It's good for them. Uh, before Son's injury, probably. That's probably why that came in there. And the fact that they played Leicester last night. <laughs> have the worst defense. So that's why they're up there. Man United have been very good recently too. And, or keeping in mind, they played twice this game week, that's why. Liverpool, the juggernaut continues attacking wise. Man City doing well. Title, in, well, champions incumbent, I guess you can call them at this stage. And Leicester attacking as well. Teams, at the bottom end of it, Everton have been terrible, hence Rafa getting sacked. Norwich and Newcastle as well, although Newcastle were better in their last game. Norwich, <laughs> minutes per big chance, 381. They have been terrible in attack. These two goals that they scored this weekend were, as I mentioned, their first goals in like six games or something. So if you're looking for a clean sheet, play Norwich and Everton at this this stage as well. Moving on, though, to players, defenders. Spurs defenders are top of the pile again defensively for the last four game weeks. Then we have the Dawson and Sofal, because they played a double recently too. Reguillon's right there too. I'd still be considering him potentially because of their games coming up. Trent, never going to sell him. He's just fantastic. Uh, the likes of Dan Byrne could be worth considering. Very cheap option at 4.4. But if you're going to pay 4.4, then you may as well get someone like Sanchez or Doherty, maybe slightly more, or Davis. 4.5. Besides that, not too much. I don't think much is going to change in defense for me for the next few game weeks. I will probably be Happy to keep the double city defense I like that differential at the moment, very dependable. Usually, midfielders top of the pile for the last four game weeks. Jared Bowen, three goals, three assists. He's been amazing. His XGI has been 3.91, and yeah, he's doing very well. Salah has been playing recently, obviously. AFCON Lucas Moura is doing very well too. And at his price point, you can't deny that he is pretty good placeholder wise. Especially, look, you know, with their games coming up, that he's worth getting once those games are announced. That being said, I wouldn't buy him just yet. I'd want security in knowing that the games are going to happen. So, someone like, if you're going to be buying someone like Coutinho or Rafinha this week if they get their doubles this week and then moving to someone like Mora the week after or whenever those games are nice. that's quite a nice placeholder that you have there, assuming that Son doesn't come back immediately Moura is doing well when he plays as always, Son as well, Greenwood getting himself a goal last night but I don't I c- can't really decide who to pick anymore in that Man United team and I don't really want to McAllister has probably been in the form of his life. Did very well this past game week again at 5.3. He's at least worth considering. But probably he's a good make weight, I guess. Sterling could be... He's one of those players who, when he plays well, he does very well. Uh, Sterling, De Bruyne, Foden, those three players I think are going to be very big in those next three game weeks. With their fixtures that are so good, I think they could be massively important even though they play once i think they could be the, the three two target or at least one of them perhaps looking at the rest of the list madison scoring again this past game week doing what he does and diogo jota has dropped down quite a bit there too last four game weeks he hasn't done the greatest but again he's without mané and salah but am i going to sell him Probably not, because he's looked very good. So, probably going to keep him, and I don't mind. I think these stats don't show the true reflection of him. I think the fact that he doesn't finish his chances, that's something else entirely. But I'd rather have him than not have him. Looking at the forwards, Kane right on top doing very well again. Good to see for him getting back into some form. Antonio as well also getting back into some good form recently. Edward is the third best striker there at 6.4 million. I haven't considered Crystal Palace since I've sold Gallagher and Benteke and I don't remember if they have a double game week. I'll have have a look at them just now but maybe but probably not at this stage because I have Antonio who I'm not selling I have, or most teams have, Antonio. I have Watkins, who I'm not going to sell there. And I have Dennis. So there's no real space to get someone like Edouard Or If you have Tony, maybe. Uh, Ronaldo is still up there on his pure volume of shots, I guess. And Chris Wood has gone up in the rankings there too, even though he's played one game. So I think that that could improve for him. Going forward. Looking at the rest of the list, players like Calvert Lewin, I think it could change for him too. Now that there's new management, it could be a new manager bounce worth keeping an eye on. Patson Dacca, Paxton Daca scoring this week again, 7.1 million. Leicester having good attacking stats. Maybe again if you want to be different. And besides that, not too much. Mopé, again, he kind of gets the points, but out of all the other players that I just mentioned, I would probably buy at least two or three others alone. They don't score that many goals to make him worth my while. And Dennis, it's a bit frustrating to see him so low, but I'm quite happy to hone him at the moment, especially with Norwich up next. Okay, let's move on to the predictions or fixtures, I should say. Looking at the ticker, fixture ticker, we have Aston Villa who are on top at the moment. And if you add in that extra fixture, just makes it look even better. Man United as well, good fixtures on paper. So if you have the likes of Bruno and Ronaldo, I'd probably be keeping them. It's hard to sell them in looking at these fixtures. Man City, though, I think they should be on top. Southampton, Brentford. Norwich. And then Tottenham and Everton, who aren't bad either. But those next three games are where I think the likes of De Bruyne, Foden, and Sterling could tear them to pieces. Add Maury's into that as well. Who, but Which one of those do you choose? We don't know. Personally, over the last couple of years, I just feel that you, you pick one and you stick to it, kind of thing. That's just your best bet. And... Without Salah here at the moment, I think we have the opportunity to pick someone like De Bruyne and just let him go. He's a good captaincy option this week, or next two or three game weeks, actually. That's a potential transfer for those who still have Salah. If you haven't sold him, though, I probably still wouldn't sell him. Uh, At the bottom of the fixture ticker, we have Chelsea, mainly because they're going to the Club World Cup and they play Spurs next. Uh, second from bottom, again, because the blanks probably, Arsenal, but they have Burnley-Wolves. Those are good games. Well, at least Burnley is. Wolves away. Good defense. You never know. Leicester, Leicester, Burnley, and Southampton have terrible fixtures, and I think that their bad run could continue. It's going to be an uphill battle for someone like Sean Dash to try and keep this team up, but I'm not going to write them out because Daishi has pulled off things in the past, so hopefully they can sign a striker or loan a striker to maybe pull something off. Who knows? Hopefully for them they do. Looking at the game week fixtures though, uh, I'll do. Let's do the rapid fire predictions quickly anyway. Friday night deadline, everybody remember that. That's a very important thing to remember. Uh, Watford versus Norwich, 2-0 Watford. Hopefully a Dennis masterclass, maybe potential Dennis captaincy. Saturday, Everton, Aston Villa. Everton new manager bounce, Aston Villa. I'm going to go 1-1. Hopefully Watkins gets something. Brentford Wolves. Brentford have been playing well. Wolves are good defensively, mainly at home. I think this could be a draw, but I'm going to say 1 0 Brentford. Leeds, Newcastle. Leeds are bad. No, Newcastle are bad defensively. Leeds, very good on the attack. They're showing their form recently. I think that they win this game 2 1. Leeds. Man United-West Ham, I think Man United win this. I think, ooh, that's, this could be a tough one because I think West Ham will concede. Defensively, they're terrible at the moment. That being said, I think that they aren't afraid of playing big teams anymore. And in the attacking format they're in, I think that this could be a high-scoring game again. But that could suit United too. So, oh, wow. I'm going to go 3-2. 3 2 West Ham, why not? Because, screw United. Southampton and Man City, I think the last time they played it was a nil or draw. This time, I see Man City going for the jugular. 4-0, at least. Sunday games, Arsenal versus Burnley. Burnley win this, I mean, Sorry, I don't mean that. Uh, Arsenal win this, 2-0. No striker for Burnley. They don't stand a chance. Crystal Palace, Liverpool. The old bogey team for Liverpool players. Um, I don't know. I see Liverpool winning this, but I see Palace putting in a good effort. If they start the game well and it gets late and they haven't scored yet, Then I'd probably back Palace, but I'm going to say 2-1 Liverpool. Leicester versus Brighton. Brighton don't score many goals. Leicester are in attacking form, at least. I'm going to say this is a 1-1 draw. Chelsea versus Spurs. Ooh, tough game. Chelsea not the greatest form. Spurs improving, but without Son. I think I'm going to try and not be biased here. I think that it won't be high scoring, but Chelsea need to win this game to solidify top four because Spurs have so many games in hand. So if Spurs win this, They have more games in hand to easily probably overtake Chelsea. So I think we're going to be up for it. And I think Chelsea win this 1-0. Having a look at the blank fixtures once again, just to show you. uh, Arsenal, I mean Spurs play Burnley. Brighton and Arsenal. They have those games still still come in. So i definitely be focusing on getting them eventually. Burnley players, we don't there's no way that we're gonna buy them unless Cornet comes back and they get a favorable double game week later on for the wild card, maybe or for a free hit. But not gonna consider that yet. Okay, let's move on to plans. Uh Leighton, I'm not sure what his plans are for this game week. He hasn't sent me his team. Although, having a look at his team from this game week, I think that he's probably going to look to sell Tony. He might get Dennis against Norwich. I don't know how much money he has in the bank, if any. Probably quite a bit, actually. Uh, He could do Gray to Coutinho. He could do Gunduan to Coutinho. He could do Gunduan to Foden. I actually like that move. Gunduan to Foden, or Tony to Dennis, or you could do Sofel to a Man City defender. Sofel to Cancelo, or both. Cancelo and Gunduan to. And I mean, so far, I'm going to want to Cancelo and Foden, maybe, if he has the money. But yeah, who knows what he'll do. I'm not sure if he'll take a hit or not. We'll have to see. My team, that's my team from last game week. My plans at the moment, I have one free transfer and one million in the bank. Currently lined up as follows. De Gea at home to West Ham. Trent Versus Palace, Diaz and Cancelo against Southampton, Bernardo, Southampton, Bowen, United, Jota currently has the captaincy against Crystal Palace, Gray against Aston Villa, Dennis against Norwich, Watkins against Everton, and Antonio against United. On the bench, I have Davis from Spurs against Chelsea. Right now, my plans, I don't know. It depends entirely on if there's a announcement for the double game week. And I'm hoping that that comes before deadline. And at the same time, I'm going to wait for team news tomorrow. So if the double game week comes for Leeds and Aston Villa, etc. in this game week, then I'm probably going to be doing grey to Rafinha. I like the look of that then again grey could get a double gaming soon too i could also do bernardo to foden that's a consideration or as mentioned earlier i can do Livermento to luca dean but unlikely to do that i don't think so probably i think the safe move would be gray to rafinha and that is where we will finish it off today. You can follow us on social media at Fan Challenge on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to us and like the video and channel on YouTube at Fantasy Challenged one word. You can also, if you prefer to listen to podcasts, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever else you might find your podcasts and until then i wish you good luck i highly suggest that you don't make any early moves before tomorrow wait for the news hopefully we get double game week news if not we'll see until then good luck have a good game week and i will see you next week goodbye